Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Pull up to my bumper, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Liverpool got a last gasp winner. Neil Warnock was gutted and Portsmouth have won a trophy. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's Football Ramble here. Marcus, I will not have you reusing your intros from previous rambles. You've definitely done pull up to my bumper, baby. Do you yeah. know what? I just asked Jim that. Did you? Like, <laughs> you, wh- you whispered it into my ear. I, said, and I, Jim, I don't have know I if I remember it. It's because Spurs are kind of chalk a little bit. <laughs> well, you know. Have I used it before? You've got yeah. Yeah. Grace Jones? We've only had a thousand of these shows. You yeah. think of the new ones. <laughs> anyway, let's get on to the opening question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm, did I use it a few weeks? If I did, who's, who's it's a bloody in the Dingwind Hall of Fame? It's a That's bloody good song. I hate, and they still haven't pulled up to my bumper. No. So would you get there, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. I hate that we have got a new theme tune. I hate we don't do the opening <laughs> question anymore. And I hate there's no Dean Winders Hall of Fame. I, I hate Marcus's bumper. Yeah. Mainly because of the bumper stickers. They're, and I hate the they're fact rather that, fringe. And I hate the fact that this <laughs> new guy, Pete Donaldson, keeps chipping <laughs> off. People, people will not f- pull up to your bumper, Marcus, as long as you've got an InfoWars bumper sticker on there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, have you been watching the deposition of Alex Jones? Yes. It is. I watched about an hour of it and then questioned what I was doing in my Saturday afternoons. And when you, when Pete no Donaldson is, yeah. when Pete Donaldson yeah. is questioning the use of his time, when you yeah. say a that, man who has singly dedicated his life to wasting time in the most arch way possible. I'm a little, you know. I'm a little jealous of Alex Jones's body. Like it's he's a, a proper bare chested, yeah. proper barrel chested man. He's really wide and he's, really short. He's got that. He's got that. Ra- sure talk like this. He's got that Ray Winston, Robin Williams type mm. body type, barrel chested, muscular, hairy. but with Evan never having worked out. Yeah, basically, yes. Well, just eggs, remind, just solid eggs. Remind me who he is. Alex Peter Jones, angry. He's a, a mad American conspiracy, conspiracy theorist. theorist. He's in the dock because he was. Uh, 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 saying horrible things about these Sandy Hook uh, parents and all that nonsense. Oh, right. he's, he's, a, that he's, a, he's, he's a, a terrible dickhead. man. He's a terrible human being. But mm. it doesn't matter, Marcus. It's not all we're here. No, exactly. I'm waiting to talk about football. Well, yeah. we're the info wars of podcasting, aren't we, really? Stop that. <laughs> Let's talk about football, baby. Yeah. Ah, football. Uh, ah. Let's turn on the footballers gay. Suckers. Ah. Suckers. Suckers. Ah. Bro, that's enough. Yeah, right. right that's, it. That's, that's like it. <laughs> that's like him. <laughs> Am I getting involved? <laughs> um, Liverpool. They beat Tottenham Hotspur 2-1 in the Premier League. How big a moment could that Lloris Spill and Alderweireld own goal be this season? How big could it be in terms of the title? Pete Donaldson, I put it to you. Loris is having a bad season. Not what I asked you. <laughs> it is big, but I, I mean, Manchester City is still in the, um, in the driving seat because yeah. obviously they've got a game in hand and <laughs> I imagine they'll... Man City is still in the title race. <laughs> Just about. But if they drop points, it's, a, it's an exciting run. It Actually, they're calling it um, on Sky's website. Um, um, what, SkySports.com? SkySports.com. No yeah, we all love it. Yeah. It's, it's up there with RambleLive.com in many uh-huh. ways. Um, get your tickets now. Um, <laughs> Gary Neville was um, quoted saying um, they'll be ready for the run in and they put running in uh, capital letters so I'm thinking that Sky's going to use running as their kind of like uh, uh, the end of season kind of uh, you know branding giving, giving it the big league so running is my tip for the uh, the word of the summer do you yeah. remember Survival, <laughs> Survival Sunday yeah, yeah. Survival yes. Sunday is always a big one we like a running because last season it was a walking quite frankly yeah it was yeah. Uh, but uh, it's not the first time and people were making um a thing of this not the first time Liverpool have got a fortuitous winner late on uh, this season of course Pickford uh, his error in the Everton game Mm. and I think there was Spironi for Palace was there Uh, and what not well they knock on the door though don't they they knock on that door you'd rather be a lucky general than a good one certainly yeah Mm. I mean you could could argue that Liverpool didn't deserve to win the game I mean certainly it could have gone the other way Um, but you look at Liverpool's home form here's a stat for you Liverpool's total of 79 points is their best tally after 32 matches of a top flight season and that's adjusting for three points for a win Mm. surpassing the 76 they had in 1987-88 that's how good they are but Mm. of course if Man City win their game in hand um, they go top of the league by a point don't they so Liverpool is it luck is it perseverance I mean yes of course there's an enormous slice of luck the way Lloris spills the ball and it just tamely goes in Mm. and infuriating if you're a Spurs fan but if you're a Liverpool fan there are these things now you could say well, hang on, are we destined to win the league? We keep, you know, we've had a, a little helping hand. Or you could say, well, do you know what? Liverpool are just getting over the line in yeah. certain games, whereas Man City don't look like they're failing at all. Mm, well, I, but the thing is, though, I mean, Man, Man City have ground out a few wins and people say the whole sign of a good team thing. True. Whereas people seem reluctant to do that for Liverpool. Yeah. I don't really understand why that is. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think that was what Klopp has been criticised for and Liverpool have been criticised for in the last two, two or three seasons, that they don't have that versatility and now they're displaying it and people are saying it's a sign of weakness 
Yeah, it's, that's a fair yeah. point actually. And it's no, it's no coincidence that Liverpool are undefeated at home this season, and, mm. uh, and and those and those wins in the league and those wins come along in a variety of different ways. Sometimes they blow teams away. Sometimes they um, they sneak it like they did um, at the weekend. Yeah, they're, they're top of the table for a reason, right? Their 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 away form is the their away record in the Premier League this season is the best in the league, and their home um, record is um, is second best, just behind Man City's by a point. So. You know, it's no coincidence that, that that this kind of thing happens to them, um, because they're a good team, and that's a hallmark of a good team. I tell you what, I do love an Andy Robertson cross. Oh, oh. So that that was one of the best <laughs> crosses of the season. That it's, it's a glorious. Him and Trent Alexander Arnold putting the balls yeah. in from wide is and so it such a weapon. It was so good across that it would have been an absolute insult to not score. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it, you, you know why? Because right. if, it, if, they, if he hadn't scored for Mino, then it would have been a forgotten passage of play. Mm-hmm. And that cross deserved more than that. In a bit, yeah, a bit like Luke Shaw's pass for Rashford against Watford. Yes. If, if Rashford, who finished quite nicely, it's such a great pass from Shaw. You know, you want them to be put away. It's a lovely finish as well, wasn't it, for Rashford? a lovely finish, yeah. But back to Liverpool. But Firmino, perfect striking play. A header in that position. You head it down, bounce off the ground. No goalkeeper that will ever exist, robotic <laughs> or otherwise, will save Gordon that. Banks. Oh yeah, that's yeah, a point. Point. famously made a career of it. No, 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 no. But that was that was. Uh, it's only Pele, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, true. Um, but Pele recently tweeted that that game, whole game had to be replayed because the fans were so upset about it. And then he went in the replay, he actually scored. Oh, I see. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I thought I was right. Um, but Robertson was man of the match. He's had a great season for Liverpool. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, but Liverpool. When they need to swarm, they swarm. And mm. um, when they when they need to go forward, and and that was. Talk about uh, uh, you know the, cl- the, the I need to call it the clop, which would be appropriate, I suppose. The cop sucking the ball into the goal. Yeah. I mean, if you want more further evidence, <laughs> I'm actually pretty sure that uh, Yuri Geller was in the crowd because there was definitely 100 something, mm. some uh, force. And he's got a lot on at the moment. He's got an awful yeah, lot. That's on, how yeah. thrilling this title race is. <laughs> yeah. If Geller's getting involved, you know it's a good one. Um, but how damage is this for Spurs? They're, they're only a point above sixth place Chelsea. The race for the top four. The last, well, third and fourth really is a fascinating. It's really yeah, exciting. It's become fascinating. One point it? separates them. 14, I know. I think yeah. Arsenal got a game in hand there. A what fest did you just say, Jim? You what? Sorry. You said it was always something fest. Oh, I didn't. I, 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 I have forgotten what I said. I think Jim <laughs> said. Jim said it's a Champions League hopeful fest. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I want to put something to the table. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm not saying this is my opinion, but I think it's worthy of discussion. Uh-huh. Move the food out of the way. Spur- <laughs> Very good. Come on. Spurs have um, Spurs have got a lot of home games left. Yeah. And the reason they've got a lot of home games left, I think they've got, if you include the Champions League and they've got, actually let's not include that because it doesn't count towards the league. They've got five home games left. Now the reason for that clearly is because they've front-loaded a lot of their away games because of this new stadium. I know Liverpool have done it in the past because of their main stand being open at Anfield. Is it fair that we get into a situation where a team has now got a load of home games yeah. Now, you might say, oh, yeah, but they played all the away games earlier in the season. Yes, they did when their players were fresher, when there weren't mm. as many suspensions and injuries and all the rest of it. Is it, not fatally, but is it damaging the competition yeah. to, for us to for a team to be allowed to be in that position? I think, I I think it is. We've talked about this before, though. I've said it's, it's a, they, should, yeah. they, they should do it in, in, in the summer. That's the well, only well, time they should do it. Well, it's just as well because the, it's just as well they're playing Man City and Manchester. Because if Man yeah. City had to go to Spurs' new stadium... For that fixture, mm. I know they will in the Champions League, but I'm talking about Premier League. Yeah, you know that that could give Spurs an edge there. Now, Spurs, the good, the great thing for Liverpool is really they're looking at Spurs doing them a favour against Man City. Yeah, that's that's the one. Oh, no, they've still got it? the yeah. um, and they still got the Manchester derby. 
Yes. Yes. Having chatted to, oddly, having chatted to a few Man United fans, I think they'd rather Man City won the league than Liverpool, you know. So right. we'll, we'll uh, you know, it's I'm not going to question the, isn't it? I'm not, not going to question the players' integrity there. I know but the an st- atmosphere in a stadium can. I know with the stadium, I mean, you say they should do it in the summer. I know these projects are so big that it's impossible. Mm. But I think you mean the transition should be in the, the transition. Should be, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a completely um, yeah. unlevel playing field. And the, but that said, if they if they lose their first match, it could be a kind of West Ham kind of situation, and they just stink up the place for the last five matches anyway. So I, I can't see that happening when the season has started, though. I think there's such momentum at Spurs at the moment, and they're so excited about the, the Did stadium. Did you watch the right so it looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, well, no, they but, could have got something though. It's not. Well, I think I think moving into a new stadium like that will, will energise them. Is it fair to say this won't be the most successful stadium migration of all time? Already been done, mate. What's mm. happened? Well, you've had to play and play five matches away because you haven't played there before. True <laughs> this enough, is all yeah. new to me. Um, Suzoko had a chance late on. Mm. He did, and I yeah. thought Van Dijk's defending in that position was very good. I'm glad you said that because I thought he was he was very effective in what he did. His body movement was brilliant. It was excellent. Any any young defenders watching that yeah. should take note that clearly Suzoko wants to play the ball to Sun there. Yeah. Sun is a better finisher but also as well I think when you're driving forward and you've got a defender you can slip the other man in who's ready re- ready to go and naturally plays further up the field and Van Dyke is very difficult for a defender because I think one of the Rangers defenders tried to do this um, oh slightly different actually we'll, we'll talk about the old firm in a bit but uh, when when he when he comes forward and, and Van Dyke is essentially thinking right, what do I do here? Because if you don't do either, then then you well can the the, the old the old textbook will tell you to go to, you go to the ball right yeah. But he puts he has his position in such a way that he he block, stops the pass yes. And now I'll admit that he's got a little bit of a knowledge in the back pocket that yeah. Moussa Sissoko has scored a grand total of zero Premier League goals this season. <laughs> it would be a bit of an insurance policy. That's right. Um, but he was positionally so good because he was close enough to Sissoko to make him think, but mm-hmm. but in the right position to stop the pass. Um, and I, I mean, think... Sissoko got the shot away. In hindsight, if Sissoko... it was a shot of sorts, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. but, <laughs> but if, he, if he scores, obviously. But, but that's the thing is, what we're saying is Van Dijk is clearly second favourite for all of those yeah, scenarios. Two so, on one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if Sissoko actually scored that, you wouldn't think, oh, that's bad yeah. defending. It was actually in hindsight because he blazed it over the he bar was and he put him onto his his left foot and made Sissoko, as you say, who doesn't score very many at all. Doesn't score any. Yeah, it doesn't score <laughs> any ever in the Premier League. Not even in training, I hear. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the the um the error, the Larice error was um. I mean, I, I, obviously, I obviously didn't see the game live because I was doing something else. We'll talk about that later. But the <laughs> error was something that is, has punctuated Larice's season. Yeah, and, he, and, he, and he and he has he seems to always have that in his locker. Sadly, mm. Jermaine uh, Genus made a really great point about this on match today too, which was for every late penalty save you get one of those, and it is costing Spurs points at this point. And it's like, yeah. I mean, he should. I mean, he should have. He should have eaten that option. That header. It was a really tame yeah. header. I know it's late in the game. Bit of fatigue. He's got players around him. It's he, always when we talk about goalkeeping errors, um, and we talked about it with the goal, De Gea's one, where the ball just went into the centre of the goal, mm. and he was, mm. um, he was bamboozled by the swerve on the ball. I've, I felt then, and I also still feel now that for most of us, if not all of us who aren't goalkeepers, it's always harder than it looks. Always, yeah, and course. I think if you make a mistake. It's done. It's absolutely done. And that's what happened. Indeed it was, yeah. Still, it's Toby's name on the old score sheet though, isn't it? So <laughs> you guys won't mind that. Yeah, we mentioned Van Dyke there. He's going to have to move home soon. Mm, with yes. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, his landlord, uh, being um, given the Man United job, of course, on a permanent basis. I have to pack up all his cups. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I imagine all the doors in the house are really low down, so he's probably happy to move. <laughs> Solskjaer's quite <laughs> diminutive. I can, I can see a situation where he has to move before the end of the season. Liverpool win the Premier League. Van Dyke gets drunk because he's celebrating and he goes home to the wrong house and um, wakes up Ollie Gunner. It, it looks <laughs> yeah, like he's lording up over mm. a rival I've team's manager. I've never understood people who go to their old house because they're that 
done in. I've done it before. Have you? Really? Not, not because I was so drunk, but because I, I was on autopilot. My mum, oh, really? my when we moved house once, my mum got so far as to try and work, couldn't work out why a key wouldn't fit in the front door. Brilliant. Oh, no. Of someone else's house. I've got a lot of time for that. So imagine if Virgil did that. Surely Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is not going to kick him out before the end of the season, or is he? Do it. Imagine that. Do if you're it. listening, Ole, do it. Try mm. and derail Liverpool's title bit. Yeah. yeah. The night before a game. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we, um, how, what happened? Why didn't you win the title? Um, our rival team's manager made our best defender homeless. Yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. before he put, he put asbestos game. in the walls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, what a great win for Liverpool, though. The, the title race um, continues to bounce What on. do you think? Make a call. What do you think? I said, Matt, I think Man City will I just, do as well. Uh, I, do. I do. I'll put my... I, look, I'll... Put it right out there. I'd rather Liverpool, right. not because I have vested interest. In it's something new, side. isn't it? It's something yeah. different. I, to be honest, in, the, in this day and age, I know it's small fry, and I know the way a lot of the big clubs source their money. Some some can be questionable. Man City is extremely questionable, perhaps at the top of the list of that. I honestly think it'd be good for football mm. if Liverpool. Absolutely. Win. But if Man City win, um, you know, well done. I'd be happy for you as well. So yeah, don't yeah. bother tweeting. I think. Me. Yeah, I, I want to see Liverpool win it just again because it's interesting. But also, a lot of the things that people say against that, it's like, oh God, Liverpool in the league. You know what their fans are like? We'll never hear the end of it. But like, if you're a Liverpool fan where everyone's going, ah, you've never won the Premier League, mm. and people are having a go at you for the idea of never hearing the end of it, I think you'd probably be a bit annoyed about that. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they've earned that. A right to reply. To Indeed. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, down the other end, Huddersfield are relegated. They lost 2-0 at the Palace of mm. Southampton beat Brighton and Burnley beat Wolves. They've been bottom of the league since Boxing Day. They joined Derby and Ipswich as being the only teams in Premier League history to be relegated with six matches Left if they fail to score more than two goals in their remaining matches, they'll be the lowest or joint lowest scorers in a Prem season ever. Surprisingly, though, Jan Sievert said that uh, or sounded like he wanted to stay on. Yeah, yeah. it's a weird situation. Which he's I been admire. Almost parachuted into though, isn't yeah. it? And I mean, with all respect to them, they have been out of their depth this season, and they they punched so heavily above their weight, getting to mm. the Premier League at all, and then staying there that it was going to be so difficult to sustain. And you, you know, it's, it's, then it's not to. They've not disgraced themselves, despite that stat, have they? They've they've just in yeah. a uniquely um, difficult situation, I suppose, because they are so far out of there. I think a, I think a lot of Huddersfield fans have got to be quite um, what's the word philosophical about this. And I think yeah. uh, I think certainly on social media and whatnot, we've seen a lot of them saying, "Do you know what the memories we've had? Mm. I think that they've been the memories actually, live on. The memories live on, and they will live on. And you know, w- would you swap that for you know another couple of sort of half decent season in the championship I know the championship is a great season a great league and I'm very much looking forward to seeing Fulham back in it next season yeah. <laughs> where they can play put in a few better performances uh, but what a jaunt it's been what, the, other what amazing... to, the other fact to consider is that is the David Wagner thing because yeah. I don't think for a second and I think I've might have said this before that, that um, had he not decided to leave that he would have been sacked I mean even if they were relegated this season he would have kept his job I think yeah. um, and I, I think Huddersfield have used this as almost like an extended holiday yeah, much like um, when Portsmouth were in the Premier League, it felt a bit like a well, this is crazy. I mean, the holiday mm. went on a little bit longer than you know, mm. I really I thought it would, and, and, it, and it cost more than you and thought. We, yeah. and let's say mm. we lost our luggage on the way home, <laughs> but um, but I think Huddersfield will 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 relish being back in the Championship. There's loads of games to get stuck into. They, you know, in, in, and really put in simple terms, they'll start winning some more games. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing to be fearful yeah. of in the Championship. Um, I know everyone or the media lead, want everyone to believe that the Premier League is the way to be and it's the and it's the and it's the promised land and all the rest of it. And for a lot of people, it can be. There's nothing wrong with the championship. I think Huddersfield, as Jim's really accurately summed up, it was it, they're out of the depth this season. But there's no disgrace in that. Yeah, right? if you're in Newcastle or Aston Villa, you need to be in the Prem. 
Yeah, Quite. obviously Villa have t- are timing their run well, but for a club like Huddersfield and even for Fulham as well, I know Fulham aren't down yet, um, but I always say there's worse places to be than the, than the mm. Championship, especially clubs like that, you want to be top half of the Championship. But also, you know, Huddersfield have now shown themselves and their supporters and, and football, really, that they can be promoted into the Premier League and they can <laughs> stay up there. And, you know, when Wigan came up, when Hull came up, that seemed as crazy, didn't it? And as mm. unlikely. Yeah. And those, you know... After a while, it was just normal, and yeah. Huddersfield are now among those clubs. So, yeah, certainly, you know. yeah. Uh, but Palace, it was a it was a good win for them and a vital one as well. Milivojevic scored his traditional penalty. Mm. Yeah, he did nine this season in the league. He's got. They are very dependent on that. Aren't they? <laughs> yeah, he is. A t- he is in the top two penalty takers in the league, in my opinion. He's he's quality with with Zaha who wins loads of penalties and him yeah. putting them away. It's, it's a great a, combo. It's a great double act, and it works yeah. for them. Um, but they've not been great at home this season. Palace. They were wasteful a little bit until the I think penalty. They've been the, the third worst home team in the league after Huddersfield mm. and Fulham, I believe. Yeah, yeah that's I heard, right. Yeah. Uh, Anders Townsend missed a bit of a sitter. Did he? Oh dear, the games are... Tick-tock, tick-tock. Tick-tock, Marcus Bella. The games are running out. Marcus is going to have to do the very first of our live shows on the Ramble Tour in September and October. Completely Billy Bollocks. If he doesn't get another goal. That's nothing to do with the bet, though. Yeah, no, it's how you like to do it. That was more numerous requests from people who wanted to see Whose IP addresses have been traced back to a library near Marcus Speller's house. We don't have to talk about that now. <laughs> Marcus um, or the library. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but Palace, though, they're up to 13th and they're eight points from the relegation zone. So it should be enough of a buffer. We, we I, Well, I've certainly been saying, you know, with Townsend's goals and whatnot, they'll be okay. <laughs> but with, it, with them in this situation they're in, it's not the, it's not the points anyway, it's the teams. Because yes, there's yeah. only t- one place now, realistically. Fulham will be relegated in the next couple of weeks or whatever. Mm. So there's only one team that can go down. Uh-huh. And the very idea that um, Newcastle, Brighton, Southampton and Burnley are all going to overhaul Palace, to me, seems very unlikely. Yeah. It does mm. seem ridiculous, yeah. yeah. But, it, but it's still, though, for Palace, to get that three points, to be uh, to be eight points rather than five above poor old Cardiff who we'll talk about in the second in the, in the second part um, the we, warlock spells did hey, not come work. on wait for it yeah. wait for it. Um, it, it it's 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 much better reading for, for Crystal Palace Definitely. it's all very well saying oh well there's Definitely. other teams down there you've got to get the points and Huddersfield at home it's a bit of a gimme for them and they took it eventually mm. so they'll be a, a lot happier about that alright then we're going to talk about Cardiff after this Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's been a while since the Football Ramble toured. So come see the Football Ramble live. RambleLive.com. Get involved. Welcome back to the Football Ramble. It's now time for emails with that guy over there, PTD. You've got mail. I pressed the button for the email stab and was surprised. How quick it was. How quick it was. P and B, should I say. I was like, wow, my hand is so efficient. (laughs) Good. Pete Donaldson, what's going on? Uh, Hello to, um, who have we got here? Uh, Christopher Hamilton, quite a few people got in touch about this. Apparently Jeff Stelling and Sky Spots will be at Clagan Park covering Fort William on Saturday. Ooh. It's happening. It's live. Wow, amazing. Mm. Um, quite, quite, kind of quite patronising as well. <laughs> Have you heard our content? Yeah. <laughs> our, our if you're going to patronise, at least get in there first. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for your patronising. Yeah. Uh, Ryan in Arizona says, Hello all. Brief, uh, following the brief discussion of whether or not keepers could become kickers in the NFL, I felt the need to share the story of Tony Miola. Ah, yeah. big tone. For non-American fans, he was a starting goalkeeper for the US in the 1990 and 94 World Cups and still the youngest captain in World Cup history when he captained the team in 1998, age 21. Long story oh, short, really? after the 94 World Cup, Miola was uh, briefly signed by the New York Jets despite never having kicked an American football in any competitive setting. He lasted three pre-season games before being cut from the team and returned to round footballs. Hmm. So there we he had are. a ponytail, I think, Elmiola. Hmm. That rings a bell. Uh, hello to uh, William Elder, who uh, <laughs> you said a mysterious um, footballer uh, that you didn't say the name of uh, last week. I think that was me. That was, oh, Jim. was it you? Was it you? Mm-hmm. Say that he was um, younger than he, uh, older yeah. than he actually is. Yeah. Um, uh, William Elder, guess it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there he, did he go to the same school, just, perhaps? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, he joined my friend's school from Nigeria, and he's, he's a lot older than what oh, you've he says given he is a clue now. there. What? Although to be fair, come on, <laughs> <laughs> they've got form. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that particular country. Uh, Tom says, uh, my friend has just messaged me to uh, say he has a ticket to see your London live show. He knows absolutely nothing about football and has never listened to your show. He's going because it's part of a work social evening out. Whoa. Oh, wow. Oddly well prepped. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Make sure you tell him about Kevin Keegan. Yeah, he won't, know, he won't learn anything coming to see us. Yeah. <laughs> a work what? team night out going to see us. That's, That's crazy. Yeah. Team building. Oh, I remember when I had a job. Uh-huh. No, I, I don't, don't, I don't, we don't know about this. Are we going to get like stags and hens and birthdays? <laughs> Maybe. Don't get bums on six, mate. We won't get any hens. <laughs> no. Yeah, if you are a, a woman who's thinking about coming, come. The queue for the toilet is always very short. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, as Tom said. Uh, yeah, so uh, what are your three top tips for someone who knows nothing about football to do uh, to fit in a Ramble live show? Mm. Top three tips. You got to know who Keegan, Keegan is. You got to know who Keegan is. To be yeah. honest, take a piss before you sit, take your seat. Yeah. People could get up going to the toilet. It's annoying. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm just Learn saying, how to behave like an adult. Three gripes. The house. Three gripes. I mean, the last show we did was post um, FA Cup final, and mm. uh, people were liquored up. I suppose the fourth <laughs> tip would be just sit back and enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy yeah. Marcus in his natural environment. <laughs> enjoy Pete's outfits. Yeah. Uh, you know, come with an open mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's the one. And join us right. for a beer after. That's yeah. the most important thing. Uh, John, just wondering if you uh, guys are willing to accept some responsibility for Gabby Agamon Lahore calling time on his playing career. Uh, think about it. You purchased the greeting for Marcus, which then created traffic to him, driving up the price, which possibly convinced him to decide to hang up his boots and not bother looking for another club we could be culpable yeah. I don't think he's on the uh, that website anymore what? 
Yeah, we, Has we it been got called in. We from got Cameo. In. Yeah, maybe. Um, but he was pictured in a kebab shop. He was, yes. With his, with a classic 3 a.m. I don't know what time it was, but it looked like 3 a.m. Yeah, it's not 3 in the afternoon, is it? <laughs> you don't have a kebab at 3 in the afternoon unless you're in Turkey or something. Um, uh, yeah, his, how many buttons have you done? Maybe three, three or four? Or four. Mm. Yeah, too, too many. many. Almost too many. to the navel. I thought he looked good. Anyone looks good with a shirt on. He looked sexy. <laughs> anyone? I went yeah. a minute. No, I went, I went I love, to... That's a great inside of Pete's psyche, <laughs> that is. Anyone looks good with their shirt open. Jim, how many... And they're pressed done, so they're really easy to uh, do G- back up. You've got one button undone now. All right. Do you want to have... judge it as I go? Yeah, yeah. yeah. do another okay. one. One. Yeah, Jim looks fine, actually. But right. Jim one more. Right. Give me one more, one Jim. One more. Too many. Oh, too many. Oh, no. the beast. I, I want to, to be a certain person to get the third one. So yeah. I went to my doctor recently, and the because uh, I'm always ill, and the uh, receptionist there is this quite sort of like cool-looking younger guy who had three or four shirt buttons undone. Uh-huh. It was like okay. I don't want some weird, a intimidating guy well, as the receptionist no. while I'm trying to sort was out it, my. The only possible excuse is that he's just done an electrocardiogram. No, there's no <laughs> excuse. But it was when he walked. You walked in and he went, "Are you Jim from the football round?" Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then he started unbuttoning his shirt. Yeah. I don't yeah. like it. It's over familiar that happens a lot to me um, Jim, Jim you were, you recently went to hospital for a, a spell splinter splinter it wasn't that recent no. it's because 111 told me to and I, I was like are you sure that's what it says here yeah. so, <laughs> oh dear, did, did you say eye instead of finger there's Sorry? a splinter in my eye <laughs> <laughs> maybe I did uh, finally for now Ryan says hi Ramblers uh, Derby sell a quarter of a Chicago town pizza for £2.80 considering you buy a whole thing uh, from your local shop for £2.50 yeah. how many points should be deducted? <laughs> yeah you shouldn't be eating pizza at football games why not? it's a pie uh, push oh, a burger come on. I don't know it's, a, it's very, right. very portable food it's actually if you think about it it's probably the best mm. burn yeah. your mouth burn the roof of your mouth well, well, you wait, wait, you're wait don't say I didn't warn you it's a risk you could, you could frisbee it into the uh, away crowd and they could get covered in, covered in hot cheese Exactly, and that would be irresponsible. Mm. Very irresponsible. I've got loads of stuff here about Neil Warnock. Can we do that? Of course, yeah. Let's move yeah. on to Cardiff. Um, Showthefootballrumble.com if you want to get involved. And if you want to get your tickets to the live show, it's uh, ramblelive.com. Nice one, PT. Uh, late comeback from Chelsea, of course. Left mm. old Neil Warnock gutted, and he was gutted. And Poor. he was, and he had every right to be gutted. Yeah. That, that image of him just stood looking at the officials with his head, uh, with his hands, hands, his hands on his hands on his hips, isn't it? Mm. I, know, I thought his head... I mean, either way, his hands were displaying how hands disgusted on, hands he on was. his hips. He was as Neil Warlock. He was putting a curse on the. Yeah, yeah. he was trying the to hairline curse. visibly receded. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't like a bull, you know, getting the old uh, mm. kicking the dust out of the way and, and ready to attack. He he looked a bit defeated, and I do actually worry for Cardiff now. Yeah, because you saw a Warlock there, and and it's going to take a big effort now for him to get the players going yeah. after they lost that one to lose it in the manner they did. I mean, you yeah. saw. Um, Oh, what's his name? The, the man of the match, Aaron uh, Gunnarsson. Gunnarsson, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you saw his He's reaction. Human, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if, even if they got a point, you know, if, if it's a late header for one all, you've still got a point there. Mm. The manner in which they lost it, the offside goal, come on. Yeah. And uh, and it's it really is damaging for, for Cardiff City now. Five points. Okay, they have a game in hand on yeah, Burnley. Yeah, but that's but... Man City away. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. <laughs> what's, what was their exp- what was the um, uh, television's uh, explanation for? Well, presumably didn't see it. There was no there was no explanation. Was they, they not? Don't give, they don't give them. Was there not a player stood in the way? That's the theory. Well, well that's what, what people say. Like. The explanation yeah. is he didn't which see. Is it. Obviously not good enough. But well, the, there was no kind of oh this phase of play that phase, but he just didn't no, see it. Official... I, I just thought I just thought he might have thought it came off the defender rather than the. Either way, obviously thought he wasn't offside mm. but the officials don't come out and explain the decisions very often mm. if at all anywhere and I, and I can understand Warlock being gutted because clearly that could relegate him yeah could do well when people say oh they, all, they even it out over a season I understand the, the, the point of that and yes it's true but on another hand it's, it's not true 
because that really has cost Cardiff that decision. Mm. You'd imagine they'd hang on for it for at least a point, maybe all three. And that is absolutely massive. And as I say, it's going to take a monumental effort because... At what point does more Neil Warnock's reaction to the decision become irresponsible? Well, this, this is it. He, and that's why I'm concerned for him and, and, and Cardiff. But I thought he was on the edge of that very much so. Because he said to TalkSport after the game, when I came in yesterday, my wife said to me, darling, if you had wanted to thump the referee and linesman, I wouldn't have stopped you. Can't really say that. No, no. That's, that's silly, but look at the context of, of where Neil Warnock is in his career. You know, this is it's going to be one of the last seasons he manages. The situation Cardiff have found themselves in this season, or themselves in this season, um, due to the obviously awful circumstances with, with Emiliano Sala, emotions are running high. And that sort of thing is, is going to perhaps bring that out. You know, it's gonna it's gonna burst that bubble, and and you're gonna get that sort of volcanic eruption. And obviously, he needs to keep himself in check a lot more. But I think that's why the sort of almost volcanic. Fury oh, I can understand. Of it I can out. understand him being annoyed. I just think that that's that, that sort of language is pretty irresponsible. I, I also that, think and that's after way. the game. Exactly that's after the game when mm. he's had the time. To I also think, think mm. the assistant referee should be demoted for it because yeah. if you're going to be an assistant referee and you're going to miss something that obvious, regardless of the circumstances, um, you know you. <laughs> Well, either or, officials make mistakes. But, you know, if we're talking about Cardiff and Warnock, you know, like you say, they're away to Man City next. They could get hammered there. Off the back of that, then you get a hammering. um, Your, you know, your five point, their goal difference is is far um, inferior to that of Burnley's and and, and most other teams, um, in fact, all other teams above them. And then after that, they have a huge one against Burnley. It's absolutely massive. But that's that the must-win one. That is. That is the massive. Yeah. Uh, the, the massive, massive. must-win one. <laughs> that's that is the massive. Absolutely right. Um, so it really is gutting for for Cardiff, and I'm not even going to do the Neil Warnock impression. Yeah, um, I'll do it a little bit. Oh, I'm absolutely gutted um, <laughs> uh, because of, of the manner of it, and I, I genuinely feel sorry for him. But you know, these these things happen in football. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. A curse on your grandchildren. Yeah, yeah. I think I think people were fuming to... at Chelsea as well, weren't they? The fans weren't very happy with Chelsea either. So. Oh, they were singing, "We want Sari out at one 0 yeah. down." And... It looked like that had been that. Tide had been, you know, stemmed. I yeah, by, by basically them just picking bit, up but... wins. But I mean, before this game against Cardiff, they lost, didn't they? Yeah, they're beaten by Everton away. It's kind of kind of a bit of a poor result against an inconsistent team. Good to see. Now, when Chelsea, they're away to a side who could be relegated. Chelsea need to get points, but he rested one or two players uh, and whatnot. But they need. They need a little bit more, uh, something to reinvigorate them, perhaps, especially going forward. It's good to see Hudson Odoi on the bench for that game, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's it. You know, always he's always a threat. You can bring him on at any time. Didn't know. Yeah. Didn't bring him on. <laughs> no, didn't bring him on. Play him! It's important. It's important. You're going to lose a job. It's important for these players to play their way into the team by playing for their international side. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> England's the way to play your way to the Premier League now. It's so weird. It's like a, like a blind spot, isn't it? It's like Sarri's looking over the bench going, who who is that? Yeah, <laughs> he, he he said in the uh, press conference before the game that he didn't watch his um didn't watch his his game no, for why, England. Why would he? But the thing is, <laughs> I understand that like get the press on side. <laughs> uh, yeah, I understand if you've got a lot of international players to watch, and that, I, I get that. Hmm. But at least he said he watched twenty or twenty five. What, what's minutes. Pedro going to do now? That's going to surprise him. No, it's true. But but also though, he said. I watched 20 or 25 minutes of it and people were saying that's a disgrace or whatever. What I think's probably happened is they've put together a tape for him yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's watched it. Yeah. But that's that's one issue. The second issue is just that what, what Horncastle says on On The Constant about Surrey is just he can't control what he says. He, there's some phrase mm. in, in Italian which is there are no hairs on the tongue and some players, some people just say what they think all the time. Right. And he's one of the, he's listed as being one of these kind of people. Or, or, I mean, they wouldn't have any hairs on his tongue. Oh, that's no, cigarette exactly. But, 
do you know what I feel like saying? And I'm not saying it's always great to lie, but just say you watched it. Mm. No one's going to know. No. Yeah. Oh, no, you didn't. How do you know? I'm a full manager. <laughs> I watched it, all right? It was great. Yeah, you know, well, if someone says to you, oh, you know, did you see, um, I don't know, that match in Serie A, like Milan versus Sampdoria or something, I'm not going to go, no, I didn't watch the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Did you not see? Well, I watched the highlights. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's 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 um he's 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 under pressure because of that kind of stuff as much as anything else. I yeah. think because on paper um, they're actually doing okay. They're still in the Europa League. They are. They're one point off fourth. Um, they weren't in the Champions League last season, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it, it, they could finish third. The, yeah, exactly. One point off third. Sorry. The narrative just seems to be around. Sorry that everyone thinks he's a dickhead and he's not helping himself. Yeah, I, aloof. I, Look, he's he's a better manager than than some of the the press and whatnot are suggesting. I think, but it's a very specific type of football, mm. um, in a specific type of way. Um, and I, and I think actually he's done okay at Chelsea, considering it can be a bit of a basket case of a club. I mean, I know they've yeah. got good players and whatnot. They're a whisker away from winning a trophy, uh, and and they they are, are still on for finishing in the in the top four. We'll see how that plays out. The the thing for me, and it goes back to the same thing, is. Chelsea have a decision to make at the end of the season. If you want Sari, you're going to have to properly back him. Yeah. And I know Higuain's come in and they've they've tried to do that and and he's having a little bit of time to adjust to the Premier League. And again, talking about Sari's honesty, he said, yeah, Higuain's struggling to adapt to the league. And was too brunt, uh, too blunt and 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 brutally honest. I felt he should have said, well, naturally, players, you know. But then uh, is but it Marcus, to Sari's credit that he's a bit honest? You know, but earlier in the we... season he said, I'm fine and how to motivate this team. Yeah. It's a suicidal thing to say. Yeah, with true. Well, well I, I, therefore, if he's struggling to speak in English, and, and it's admirable that he does speak English, and, he, and he's and he's doing that, then maybe at times he should get a translator and speak <laughs> Italian. And if that, that's something he's struggling with, it's easy to to say, of course, from the outside looking in. But um, it, it, going back to the point about Chelsea, they either need to properly back him and give him a war chest and get the players in that he needs for his system. Or they get rid of him. It's, it's either yeah. one or two. Well, it's an interesting um, test of the the sort of new, more streamlined Chelsea's um, just just op, you know the way they operate, isn't it? To see are we going to sort of mm. change how we've we've operated for the last ten years or so, and actually back him and maybe take that hit and be a little bit more patient, or are we going to go? No, actually, we do demand success a bit a bit sooner than that. It's uh, it's going to be fascinating to see how they handle this because you know as, as we touched on before, bringing Sarri in when he himself is with this honesty that we that we hear about um, says that Surrey ball as he calls it takes a while to implement they always knew that this might be the case so you know yeah. are they going to be prepared to see through what they themselves have signed up to mm. yeah it's nice to see Loftus-Cheek among the goals though. yeah mm. Not more it was yeah, a couple of minutes here and there <laughs> yeah exactly see some, some something these, for Hudson Odoi to aim at some of these young England players can do it Maybe we should put more trust in them. I don't know. Let's see then. Uh, right, uh, a South Coast derby happened in the Premier League and it was a great win for Southampton. They're on 33 points along with Brighton and Burnley who themselves got a good win against Wolves. Two big wins for them. I mean, yeah, again, more damaging huge. for Cardiff. You know, you look at the way yeah. you think Southampton away to Brighton. Well, maybe hope for a draw that someone's going to take points off, off somebody there, obviously. Um, Burnley against Wolves, you think, ah, oh, Wolves can do us a favour. It's not worked out for them. Uh, but Hoiberg, the way he took his goal, I mean, that's a defender there. I know, yeah. Making that run and finishing quite beautifully. He's he's got a few goals this season, actually. He's, a big, to, he's an important player for them. He is, and Harsen Hoot was getting loads more out of this group of players than, than his predecessor. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you look at um take from uh when did he come in? Early early December. Take um two results possibly. They lost at home to West Ham in the league, and they lost at home to Cardiff in that mm. sickening game where they conceded the goal late. That's right. Other than that. Not really had a bad result. I mean, because what I mean by that is you go away to Spurs, 
or whatever, you just do you think you're going to lose that? Mm. You, you lose away to Arsenal. You lose away to Man United. Only, only, only narrowly lost to Man. He's actually done a really good job so yeah. far. Um, I think they've got a good chance of staying in um, in the Premier League this season. They've got some winnable home games: Huddersfield at home, Bournemouth at home, um, Wolves at home, even, um, which should see them over the line. And um, I think they'll be all right. I think they, there's a reason for Southampton fans to be optimistic for next season. Definitely. I mean, they've not got a trophy in the cabinet this year, but that's that's unfortunate for them. <laughs> but next season they should be they should be all right. <laughs> Just took me a moment there. Yeah. No, uh, I, I, I sincerely mean it though. I think you know. All yeah, joking, no, it's nice all, to see a South Coast side winning a trophy. Exactly. Maybe all, Brighton will do it in the FA Cup. All, yeah, I'd love that. All joking aside, <laughs> they, they 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 should be optimistic for next season because I think Hudson Hill's got them going. And like mm. I say, he's got loads more out of that team. You think about how drab they were under Mark Hughes. <laughs> The players they let go. Oh. I know Tadic wanted to go or whatever, but I mean, he's and he's clearly shown himself to be a great player. I know he wanted to leave, but you wonder what could have been if he had played under Hasenhutl yeah. because he probably would have enjoyed his football a lot more. And to, to steer a ship back on course when it's gone so badly off of it, it deserves a lot of credit for the you know for the for the board and for every, everyone I've, at the club. Jim, I've been impressed with Hasenhutl as soon as he came in. He just yeah. looked straight away like he meant business. He like there's no mucking around. I know he's, he seems like a guy who's got a good grasp of the detail. Mm. He's experienced. He knows what he's doing. He knows what's expected, and he can squeeze the value out of the players to get them that extra five or six percent, whatever they need to win games like this game here. Yeah, he looks, he like, looks like the governor. Yeah, but from the Walking Dead. He does, he does a bit. Yeah, he, he looks like the type of manager. If anyone is not properly pulling their weight in a relegation scrap, he'll have them. Yeah, he'll absolutely mm. have them, and that's and that is crucial, you know. But the, but they're still down there on thirty three points, as I say, having played thirty one. Um, the pressure's on Brighton a little bit now. Brighton do have a game in hand on Southampton and two uh, game in games in hand against uh, over Burnley rather. Um, but losing that one, it was a poor result for them. Um, I, I I wonder with Brighton. I mean, Southampton play Liverpool next, so tough one. Other than that, they have winnable games. So their their running is probably the most preferable out of all the clubs down there. Burnley have Cardiff next. Must win. If they lose that, they've got to play Chelsea, Man City and Arsenal still. Yeah. Old Burnley. I think Burnley have Bournemouth next, do they not? Oh, do they have Bournemouth next? Sorry. Mm. They do play Cardiff soon, though. Yeah, that, yeah, that is coming up. Sorry. Yeah, because yeah, Cardiff play Man City and, then, and, and Burnley game is coming. But Brighton are away to Chelsea next. Then their toughest fixture left after that is Spurs. Yeah. Um, I think Brighton, just because they've got those extra game or two, they, they should be okay. But I, I look at Burnley... And you think that is that Cardiff game is massive. Yeah, I think the loser of that game goes down. Well, Burnley, Chelsea, Man City, and Arsenal still to play. Yeah, after that. But you, you talk about playing Huddersfield. Like the, the plas has been they're ripped, down, mate. The, the plas has been ripped off for them, though, haven't they? So yeah, like, true. So, like, oh, so, yeah. so they might be playing with it without that over, over them. So yeah. you know, look I mean, what Newcastle eight... did against Spurs that time. That's true. Huddersfield it... got eighteen goals this season. <laughs> well, just... look at <laughs> that's our best bet. <laughs> and three of them came recently in a four-three defeat to West Ham, <laughs> and their, their, their goal difference is better than Fulham's. All right, ladies and gentlemen, after the break, we go to the Checker Trade Trophy final and the Scottish Premiership. They're going down, down to watch the football ramble live. You got six months of this. Yeah, <laughs> and he probably won't. He probably won't change him. RambleLive.com. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but before that though, the preview show will be hitting your drums on Thursday. How did our best better get on, Luke? Uh, he lost ah, because nah. Wolves were, didn't win. Is that right? I feel like Jim? Wolves let him down. Yeah, there. I think they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Was that what it was? It was Wolves, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So we need a new best better show at thefootballramble.com. I will pick one on Thursday. 
if you email in with best bet in the subject line. Damn right. Check a trade, checkertrade.com. Free that advert for him there. Yeah, nice. it's the Check a Trade Trophy final. Portsmouth won it, baby. It good game, wasn't it? Luke yeah. Moore was there in among win. his people. Yeah. The people like him. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Like minded bunch. Some of the finest specimens from the South Coast, <laughs> from what I hear. For those the listening, bell I, was, I was sat around some of the biggest knuckle draggers in the whole country, <laughs> which is a bit of a shame. But a bit, I, I'm bit not rough on your family. <laughs> <laughs> what was your man doing? He was going over to eulogising. Uh, he? he was um, he was going over because I was sat right next to the Sunderland fans. So I was in between idiots yeah. and Sunderland fans who probably some of them are also idiots. I was leave that to Pete. Anybody who chooses to sit right next to the opposing t- fans, yeah. invariably they're there for one It was just all goading. It was just yeah. kind of like, with the, from the Sunderland point of view, it was arguably worse because I suppose they made a longer trip just to stare at the Pompey fans. Mm-hmm. The Pompey fans are away from home and they're like, oh yeah, great. Let's have a nice day out. They're all, you know, incapacitated in one way or another. And I'll let you fill the blanks in on that. But I was sat, it, me and my wife were sat in between the two fans, sets of fans. And one of the guys there who fancied himself as this like man of the people, football philosopher, like when people were singing Blue Army and that kind of stuff, which is obviously fine. It's a good atmosphere there. There's a lot of singing going on, which is great. In between like the Blue Army, Blue Army, he was standing like in the space where my seat was, right? In between sort of that and the, and the, and the, and the coverage which separates the fans in that black sort of mm. fabric covering. In between Blue Armies, he was shouting at individual Sunderland fans, you have to understand, we are an island race. Portsmouth is an island. We are an island people. We fought wars from this town. Oh my and all this goodness. stuff. And it's like, mate, game's going on. Yeah. yeah. Game is actually happening. Aiden yeah. right McGee's just scored, mate. Yeah, again. <laughs> Got a couple. But anyway, that's that's a load of old uh, let's, nonsense. Let's the most important thing was the game because it was fantastic. The actual event, mm. over 85,000 spectators at Wembley. Oh, it was incredible. an incredible atmosphere. It's done wonders for that competition yes it was brilliant from start to finish really enjoyed that much yeah it's a record attendance mm. for that uh, trophy um, the third most prestigious cup competition I, I think officially in, in England yeah I'll, I'll behind take, FA Cup and then League Cup it's over the League Cup it's over yeah. the League Cup come on <laughs> come on we knocked out Arsenal and Spurs on our way to the final uh, in well, the versions of, of yeah. Arsenal and Spurs uh, but it was a game of high drama without a doubt Sunderland were better in the first half you've got to say Luke Moore oh Portsmouth didn't uh, you Portsmouth, say what you want Portsmouth won mate yeah, no, they were ter- Portsmouth were terrible in the first half didn't turn up and I and my hope for half time was look Let's because Sunderland for that level have got some good players. Mm. We know that, and I thought in the second half let's at least make a game of it. Let's not come all the way here mm. and not turn up. Yeah, the first half they were awful. It was one of the worst uh, halves of football I've seen from them this season. I think the occasion got to them, um, but also in the first half, Lee Catamolds ran the show. Well, this was at that level. He's he, but then he ran out of steam. Yeah, and he ran out of steam, which meant Pompey could get back into it, and and then they turned the game on its head. I think uh, I don't have the stats exactly in front of me, but from memory. In the first half, we had like thirty-five percent possession of one shot. Mm. By the end of the game, we had had we had an overall sixty odd percent possession and about fifteen shots. We massively turned it around yeah. in the second half. I thought Matt Clark at the back for for Portsmouth was just fantastic. I hope we can keep hold of him um, next season. Um, and 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 you know what? I really wanted Jamal Lowe's goal to be the winner because it was a beauty. Yeah. Uh, but then, of course, with Portsmouth, as it always happens, I leave the back door open all the time. They don't concentrate. And then McGeady scores that goal, which oh, was as bad so... as his first goal was good, by the way. Yeah, it's such and, drama yeah. for, for, for neutrals watching it. For, for a, a, a fairly late goal and extra time, <laughs> yeah. you think, oh, that's surely killing it. For McGeady scoring, you get the penalties and whatnot. And only one penalty missed, and poor old Lee yeah. Catamol. 
Yeah. Who's, seldom is he described as that. Uh, yeah, but, I didn't really hear that sentence. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Self-redacted. He's, he's, um, he's a, he was great for them in the for first sort of a, hour or so. Such a servant for Sunderland. It's mm. a shame for, for him and, and yeah. Sunderland fans. Just those people, Peter. I'm yeah, honing yeah. in on them. It's a great shame for them that uh, such a, a, as I say, a stalwart of the club missed the penalty. You know? and, and call me a sort of, I mean, some people will listen and not agree with this, and I completely understand that. But, you know, Portsmouth and Sunderland have got like a lot of things in common, right? It's a working class town. Seafaring nation, all big, that clubs, kind of stuff. big clubs, big clubs, illustrious history, big so. clubs which are the focal points of the towns, right? Mm. That have been through a hell of a lot, and they've both been through in recent years terrible times, as you as you rightly say, Jim. And to me, maybe I'm being a bit old romantic. It would have been a really nice day out for for us where we were sat if there'd been a bit of camaraderie, yeah. a bit of sort of, you know, I don't mind a bit of atmosphere, a bit of singing, a bit of mm, all this yeah, kind of yeah. stuff, a bit of back and forward, but it was just really nasty. But you have no to understand. Is, yeah. You we are a You're an island people. Yeah. Yeah. You fought wars from that seat. Yeah, yeah no, it's true. Every time, every time like a Sunderland fan came back from like, getting a beer or going to the toilet or something, mm. Pompey fans were just leaping on him. Shouting at him, calling him a fat bastard. So it's like, mm. watch the game. Just watch the game. There's I, plenty to get involved in. I do fear that. There's only um, a handful of them, by the way. I'm yeah. not saying all fans like But that. I do fear I've been in crowds where I think uh, certain substances are taken before football matches that weren't taken probably 25 years ago. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah. and it brings out the worst in footballers, especially when they've had a drink. And do you know what really annoys me about the whole thing? Football fans, you mean. It, it, You're not suggesting right. that footballers are doing that before yeah. they go. <laughs> no, <to some>, <laughs> what, what annoys me about the whole thing? 25 years ago, they were. <laughs> is the game was great. It was a brilliant game, and, yeah. and you guys would have seen it, and, and I'm sure it was as good on TV as it was at the stadium, and it was a great day out Don't overall. let them ruin it for you. No, but it's not that much, right? You, you can make a joke about that kind of stuff, but I'm, I'm like a, a white bloke who's perfectly safe in that environment, mm. right? But football shouldn't just be for white yeah. blokes who are safe in that environment. Mm. Football should be for... Not just women, not just young people, not just kids, but older people as well. Yeah. And everyone should get a chance to go and watch their team and have a good day out. They've paid 60 quid for a ticket, by the way, and they've paid however much it costs to get up there. It shouldn't be ruined by dickheads. It shouldn't be certain young, mostly white men who are moving packs, who use a football game as an excuse for terrible behaviour, which unsettles and makes other people in that ground feel unsafe, whether they support the opposite team or actually what happened when I, where I was sat their own fans as well, which yeah. I think is absolutely disgraceful. It's, it's, it's a wider, um, certainly on, on certain aspects of that politically, it, it's, it's, it's a wider problem. It's, it's the rise of populism in, in, in yes, Europe. It's, it's the rise of that kind of uniting mm-hmm. of the fucking Tommy Robinson. You had fucking Tommy Robinson in the fucking square a few, few days ago. Yeah, he was, yeah. Like, like he's the, for prime me, minister or something. Jesus Christ. But at the beginning of it, it was a bit of a situation where I felt, I don't know if I should have brought my wife and put her in this position. Mm. And she's absolutely fine. She's robust and all that kind of stuff. But it felt a bit like, even I'm even thinking that, yeah, that's a mean. shame. It's yeah. a shame. It shouldn't put me off going. I've been going to Portsmouth since 1991 and, and I'm no way the most, I'm not the easiest of intimidated people. I'm not saying I'm the toughest, but I'm not the easiest of intimidated. Mm. So I just don't imagine what it's like for other people who don't feel that comfortable. Yeah. And I think people should enjoy themselves, have a great time and generate as an atmosphere as best they can. But also, understand that the world doesn't fucking revolve around yeah, but you. It, but it, but it, I, th- I find that where a lot of crowds, like, when, when it, I've only been at the cricket once and it, the, the game seems to be a sideshow to what's actually happening in the stands. That's yeah. right. Just lads in fancy dress running around with the fucking pint glasses. and the, Darts and it's is like, another one. Like, just, yeah, just, just showing yeah. off and it's like, look at me, it's the Instagram guy. I hate to yeah. sound like an old footy dude, but like, it's it's the look at me, look at what I can do, look at what it's the guy with the fucking in the Rangers and Celtic shirt walking around. Uh, that was on. Well, yeah, I, did, on, that. did, that, <laughs> I did that first, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I did that in a performance environment. We were there to be mm. watched. It was yeah, for joke, better or worse. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you were the main performer. You were the main performer. But it's look at me, look how much cheap Pete can Darts, yeah, horse racing, boxing, all the same. If you go watch a boxing fight now, it's so different. Anyway. 
That's not it. Look, it's a great game. Look, lads, we won lads. a trophy. It's fantastic. Absolutely. Come down, Fulham. You'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> they don't win anything. <laughs> they win the hearts and minds of the uh, of, of some of the public. They did win the playoff final, though, last year. They did. I remember it well. I'd say it was a bigger trophy than the Checker trade, but there we are. You would say that, mate. Uh-huh. That's, um, that's entirely your own opinion to hold. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the Sunderland fans, they, they mobbed central London as well and yeah. seemed to be in good spirits from what I saw. Um, I, I would say that 80% of all the fans I saw were having a great time and good on them. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to labour the point. It's boring for people, I'm sure. It was a great day out overall. It was a great game. Yes. A game befitting a final. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a great advert for that trophy, which has got the most press and has been boycotted by certain sets of fans this yes. season. Uh, it's a great advert for that trophy. Uh, very, very happy overall. Absolutely. And, you know, why can't we all just get along? Yeah, exactly. Hey, and in the spirit of that, let's talk about the old firm derby. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but there was no bad behaviour at all. No. Uh, but it was on the pitch. Yeah, merely on the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> it was the footballers who were, who were kicking off. Uh, good win for Celtic, of course. The usual fiery encounter between these sides. Morelos, red card. Who would have predicted that? Yeah. Um, I Stephen think Gerrard even said after the game, didn't he? I just can't defend him anymore. Oh, it's, it's quite it was amazing. <laughs> it was, um, I will deal with it internally. I can't defend him anymore. He will be punished. Yeah. <laughs> Poor old Gerard, yeah. I mean, Morellas, I think that was his fifth red card this season. This season yeah. I think the first one might have been rescinded. What um, band will he get now then? I don't know. I think he's, they've used all the bands. Right. Yeah. It's just like, just get out. Mm. Stop playing. And the, yeah. thing is, and the thing is, you're you, not welcome back. You can't anymore. speak for three days. You've been expelled from the league. I know the old firm derby is a very almost unique occasion in world football for lots of different reasons. Some of them good, some of them bad. And if you're a footballer though and you're playing in it your responsibility is to play the game not the occasion right oh, yeah. and and for getting wound up by Scott Brown I know I mean, it... I mean, and, and who by the way he could have I mean he might as well set him a postcard I know to say he was going to do that you know he's going to do that yep. and the reason he's going to do that is because you're one of the most threatening players you're yes. the, probably the most likely player to score Absolutely. and to walk into that hook oh, line sinker what a honey trap that was it was, it was yeah. ridiculous as you say half hour in as well for, 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 for Gerard, it must have been so maddening just You've been wound up by Scott Brown, yeah. the, the the archetypal <laughs> wind up merchant mm. in these sorts of things. And what you've you've swung an elbow at him. And what's Scott Brown going to do? He's going to go brilliant job done. There we yeah. go. Eight he was literally row. laughing. Eight in a row, lads. Easy yeah. peasy. Yeah. You know, look forward to the next one. It, it, and 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 then um, what was his name? Kent Jack Kent, who who scored the goal. Was that a punch? Ryan Kent. Uh, Ryan Kent, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, or Clark Kent, I forget. Yeah. Uh, Depends <laughs> if he's got his glasses yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but Kent was very, very lucky not to be sent off. And then, yeah. and then Halliday uh, was sent off after the full-time whistle, giving a red card. Um, <laughs> Brown however, just does a very punchable face. It does. He did that, <laughs> um, however, Rangers at least made a little bit of a go of it and, and made it a bit of a contest because... Before the game, you know, I know that, that Rogers is away, but Neil Lennon knows the club very well, of course, and has mm. been successful there. For them to go one nil up, uh, and then Rangers to go down to ten men, you thought, oh, this is going to be a bit in of context. A... No one thought Rangers would be anywhere near Celtic this season. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and they're not, but no, but uh, they, I know they, they made a good run of it for a good part of the season. Gerard's definitely got Rangers playing better, mm. um, and Gerard, Gerard, actually, I think. It's interesting to see Gerard this season. Obviously, his first um, job as a manager, but he's come in and. He he said a couple of times in the press conference, it's interesting in what he said about Morelos after the game there. Very understandable, though. Yeah. Um, there was a couple of times where he's basically just saying to, to some of the Rangers players and has said, not he's not dug anyone out in particular, but he's been more generic. But he's basically saying it's not good enough. And he's saying, league titles. This is Rangers for yeah, crying out yeah, loud. Yeah. And, and, and he's got that winning mentality which he's brought to the job. 
And he's never been at a, he's never in his whole football career not been at a place where he's not expected to win. Yeah, exactly. And you hear that all the time. When we when we and talk, he's bringing that into management now, you've got to make sure that you don't rub the players the wrong way. Yeah, about that. And if you do, you've got to decide whether the, the, the it's the right player for the team. It's exactly the reason why Gerard retired as a player at Liverpool. Why players like Scholes and Giggs and Roy Keane and all the rest of it don't want to go and play down the leagues. Yeah, now, I, remember, I, mm. I said to you guys before, Mickey Gray, who's used to playing. Yeah, at a very high level when he when he yeah. stepped down towards the end of his career lower to what he was used to he said it was horrible I hated mm. going to work because mm. the, the players didn't want to play they don't want they don't want to um, they don't want to make take responsibility Matt Taylor in a Ramble Meets episode mm. we did said the same thing the players at League 2 level are weak they don't want to try hard they don't yes, yeah, not all of them mm. all of them play, some of them get to the level they deserve to get to but a lot of them are just excuse makers yeah. and, and so Gerard will, it will be complete anathema to Gerard regardless of how good Celtic are to to um, even tolerate the idea that they shouldn't be winning the title. Of course, the rest of us go, yeah. well, hang on a minute, that's a bit ambitious because Celtic are great. Mm. It's not his responsibility to think but that. But what, what are they? They were sort of 13 points or something off Celtic now. You know, at one point, gone, sort of around a couple of months were, ago, they were a bit close. They, they were, but, they, but, but the reason why they're there is not because, you know, they've lost four times or five times to Celtic in the league this season or they don't play them five times. Um, it, it's because of sloppy results elsewhere. Yeah. And, and he's basically yeah. saying, okay, you can lose at Celtic Park. Two one, that's going to happen. Yeah, you know that, that's 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 a tough. Obviously, you don't want to make that acceptable, but it's understandable. But when they're dropping points, last minute equalizers and yeah. whatnot mm. against teams they should be beating. Well, they lost at Livingston, didn't they? And, and they lost. Um, yeah, they've they've, they've, they've they've dropped points with sloppy points. And lost Gerard, to Aberdeen, the man set up in that game as well. Yeah, well Probably I mean, Morelos. Yeah, if it was Morelos, actually. there you go. Might so yeah, he's he, he, Gerard. I, I think it will be fascinating to see where he goes as a coach because I actually been quite impressed by the way he's handled himself and whatnot. Yeah, in in what could have been a tricky uh, situation, I would have thought he would stay on unless he got a, a better offer. I wouldn't have thought that he would as yet. I mean, well, he might get offers, but as in, I think he might just stay there mm. and, and actually try and stop Celtic getting they, the nine in the room. They didn't. They didn't finish. Um, they didn't finish second in the league last season, so it's already an improvement, no matter what the points tally is. So there we are. There we are, guys. It's now time to go to the WhatsApp group. Have you got a little jingle for that, Pete? WhatsApp! Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium exists. <laughs> it is there. It wasn't a red herring all along. It's not a mirage. No, we've seen... Well, there's been a couple of games played, but we saw a lovely old affair between former Spurs players and former Inter players. Mm. Chris Waddle fuming. He was. The Waddler was left out. Wasn't mm. invited, apparently. What a great shame. Gazza yeah. made a 10-minute cameo, though. Sadly, injured himself in the uh, warm-up, which was a great shame because we'd like to see more of old Gazza. Mm. Um, but, he, but he played. But Robbie Keane scored, did his little celebration. Yeah, he did. Massively Jürgen offside. Clinton. Eric Torsberg <laughs> involved. Timu uh, Tainu. Eric Torsford, um, he has enjoyed retirement. Yeah. Was Eric Torsford <laughs> trying to take the heat off Hugo Lloris? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he didn't. Not brilliant, but there we are. Um, Dimitar. Yeah, still looking lovely good, Still looking sharp. David Ginola, nice to see him. Darren Anderton. Jose Mourinho. Jose Mourinho. Just making sure he's getting his face seen around town. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah. wasn't even the uh, the Interlegends manager because that was Toldo, Francesco yeah. Toldo. He was like his assistant just helping out. Yeah. <laughs> just get, get your face around. Nice. Have a look around yeah. the stadium exactly. in case the opportunity comes up. Yeah. <laughs> like, how much helping out is required? <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Spurs fan Lord Rumble uh, said he was disappointed the Ginola when he played a few minutes. I was like, he's had a heart attack. I was going to yeah. say that. Lord Rumble. A few yeah. minutes more than what, And he uh, still smokes. So. <laughs> <laughs> did he not? Did he, have you seen with the new stadium the Spurs cockerel's been. Um, um, scanned like 3D scanned right. and then reproduced at twice the scale yeah. oh, okay. so it's absolutely massive and it's even got like the pock marks 
that uh, Paul Gascoigne um, that Paul Gascoigne made with an air rifle. Yeah, is it really yeah, brilliant? That, that so, he's, right? he's left yeah. his, so he's left his uh, stamp on the new ground. That's his legacy. Legacy. It was. It did seem like an arsehole affair. Five four. The Inter. Oh, it was fun. I would watch a Champions League of that kind of. As long as you as long as you got the big ticket. Veron's flick for Veron meant business. The warm up for every Champions League game should be that. Of each team, Veron looks exactly the same. Yeah, it's crazy. Similar work rate. You could argue. Yeah, Zanetti looks exactly the same. It's no coincidence these players like. That's the thing with Veron. He went on quite long, didn't he? I think he went back to Argentina, won the league at Estudiantes. Yeah, hell of an achievement. Basically, bald with a goatee for most of your career. Mm. You can age into that quite He's easily. He's born like that. You can. An egg, by the way. An yeah. egg? Yeah, mm. it did very much no, so. Egg, yeah. um, but he, <laughs> the way he was running around the pitch, I just thought he hasn't changed a bit from when he was a player. And that's a compliment now. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. but of course, uh, yeah. absolutely right. So a lovely warm affair at, uh, yeah. at uh, Spurs New Ground. So we look forward to the I've got a, games can I Can I squeeze in a little email uh, yeah, that came can, in mate. just yeah. about now? Yeah, sure. Uh, lads, on the subject of footballing landlords, because we spoke about Solskjaer oh, yeah. uh, kicking oh, yeah. uh, Van Dijk out of his house. Uh, I'm happy to report that a friend of mine, while at university, rented a flat from none other than Charlotte Amiobi. Ooh. Wow. Was it really messy? Presumably while Mrs. Amiobi dealt with the more administrative and communicative uh, side of things, Charlotte okay. Would often be sent round to make repairs and do odd jobs. No oh, way! I am not putting a bowling ball on that shelf. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's amazing. That's right on your noggin. How much would you love that, Donny? I would bloody love oh, that. I'd start... break things just so you'd come round. I started a game of FIFA. Do you fancy it? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! Tragically, my pal, a Derby County fan, never drummed up the courage to talk to Shaw about football on the occasion he was round bleeding what? radiators and painting the what? skirting boards. That's Imagine Shola painting your skirting boards. Class. You'd paint everywhere, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> you painted everywhere in the house apart mm. from the skirting yeah. boards. Do you, want a, do you want an apple? Unless, <laughs> unless it's a Sunderland theme room. That'd be spot on. Did you see? Um, oh, that's glorious. Also, after the um, after the Czech Trophy final, uh, there was a there was a uh, lad going uh, flying from London to uh, I presume um, Newcastle Airport, uh, and and he was sat next to Alan Shearer, but the lad was a Sunderland fan. Right. So after the match, they'd been uh, beaten, no. and then he had to sit next to Alan oh, Shearer. No. Been taunted for forty-five minutes. Alan Shearer was watching the highlights of his final. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Gorgeous. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the football ramble. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Luke Moore. Thank you very much. Thank you, Pete Donaldson. See you later, pricks. Thank you, Jim Campbell. <laughs> Thank you, pricks. Yeah, see you, pricks. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.